Hello, uh, good morning, good afternoon and good evening to wherever you are in the world again. Uh, this is the Inside Out podcast and episode four. Uh, I'm your host Stephen Jakes from healingthemind.co.uk and with me is my good friend and co-host and uh, genius therapist, uh, <laughs> founder of Decoding Pain, I know you don't like that, yeah, well, uh, founder of Decoding Pain, also creator of the Amazing DTO system and author of the book uh, Decoding Pain, uh, Emotional Blueprint to Healing Chronic Pain. So good afternoon to you Jonathan, how you been, how's your week been? Afternoon Steve, it's been a very good week, it's been very very busy. Um, Working with lots of clients, which I love, and yep. helping lots of people. Yep. Uh, so it's been very busy from that point of view. And I'm really looking forward to sharing a solution to depression with people because it's it's something very close to my heart because I've experienced depression myself and I know it's very close to your heart as well because that's that's mainly where you came from. Yeah, and also place. as well, I mean, I've been having some conversations with people just recently and they basically, um, I was speaking to a guy on Monday evening and he's just lost a friend who took his own life. Yeah, uh, because of uh, because of depression, and you obviously yeah. imagine how I reacted to that. So I thought, oh my god, I could I could have helped him there. I yeah. really could have helped him yeah. there. And he's got family and children, so yeah. it's really really sad. And and our thoughts and family go out to him and his family. But um, uh, and that that's my reaction when I hear of famous people and they've they've taken their own life. Um, and you know, I heard recently of a, I for the people who don't know, I used to be a magician, and there was a famous magician in in the world that I knew, who I found out took his own life a couple of years ago and I know that through what I know I could have saved him from doing that if I could have helped him get better yeah. and, and healed depression he wouldn't have had to do that and um, that that's you know one of my favourite comedians Robin Williams you know it, I, I could have potentially helped yeah. him resolve yeah, it yeah. and that's that's really really sad because I've helped a lot of people resolve their depression so yeah. it's it's no different technically and I just it, it just saddens me when when mental illness right now is a big watchword and everyone's talking about it, but what they're doing is still not going to solve it. Yeah. They're talking about it. They're saying people need to talk about it more, but actually that's not the solution. That's not going to solve it. Talking about it more will not solve it. Yeah. So um, I want to give people a solution today and explain why and how to solve it so at least you guys know and you can then take the right steps. Yeah, so as you said, the purpose of this podcast today, and as I said, this is episode four, it's the second part of the depression podcast, and it is actually uh, called How to Remove and Solve and Heal Depression Part Two, The Solution. The Solution, yeah, yes. So the, we're going to come up with a solution now, um, and it pretty much works every time. I've yet to work with anybody, or you work with anybody yet that it hasn't worked with. Um, so no. it's, it's it's pretty foolproof, and um, and there's there's reasons and methods behind it, and so you which you're going to explain in a, in a little while. Yeah. But in the first podcast, obviously, we talked about uh, depression, the traditional viewpoint of depression, and how you know uh, current uh, medicine and um, th- other therapies look at it. Um, we also talked about the misunderstandings and misconceptions, the common myths that it's a disease or you've got it and you have to live with it. Yeah. Um, that that, uh, that that's who you are. Um, it's genetic. It's a chemical imbalance, and there was a whole load of other areas that we uh, that we covered. Although people may believe that that's what they have, and or that's what they've been told, ultimately um, it's not going to help them. And uh, and all the beliefs around it, you know, people going mad, and no one will understand, and the dark thoughts, etc. As well, didn't we? We covered that as well. And yeah, and uh, and obviously the, the you know the, the elements of being of the guilt and shame and, and not wanting to actually uh, heal themselves because they don't deserve it and stuff. So. 
yeah. you know, um, so we did cover that. And if you didn't, and if you didn't hear that, and you're listening to this uh, particular episode, it might be worth you going back and listening to part one of it because we do cover a lot in there and the misunderstandings of it. But that was in part one, and so today now this is the good bit, and it's going to be the answer and the solution. So. Um, so yeah, so um, I'm going to hand over to you now, and uh, obviously uh, you can uh, uh, expand a little bit on, on what okay. you know and on through experiences, and, uh, and and help the listener come to uh, find the solution to the problem if they've got it. Okay, great. So uh, I've I've experienced depression off and on over the years, and um, uh, I I struggle to let, get rid of it myself. So I know how hard it can be, and I learned lots of things to get rid of it. And sometimes they worked, and sometimes they didn't. Um, but one of the main things I learnt uh, about depression was the actual root cause of it. And it's not what people think. It's not the traditional root cause of it. It's a new understanding of the root cause of depression. And this allowed me to find uh, depression in people and in myself a lot quicker and switch it off. Uh, and then later on, I also learnt uh, one of the main emotional responses that causes depression, which a lot of people... Um, don't really talk about very much because it's kind of a hidden emotional response so we're going to cover that as well and a little bit about the sabotage but what i want to say is that in my my 10 or so years of working with depression and anxiety of of solving it in me and other people uh 60 of the people who follow this process get better within one to two months i would say another 30 percent of those people get better in three to four months uh maybe even six months but they are better and it's gone and there is a 5% of people who are very, very complicated and take a lot longer because they've had so much over their life. It's just it's just running constantly. It takes longer to deal with. But they've had it for like, you know, 30, 40, 50 years. And, uh, and 5% of people, it only doesn't work if the person doesn't follow the advice and doesn't do what I'm suggesting. Then it doesn't work. But as long as you follow the advice and you do what we suggest, then it will work. And it does work pretty much every single time. Um you know, I, I, although I said, if you've had it for years, I had one lady and, and she had depression for 50 years and within, you know, uh, a few weeks, a couple of months, the majority of depression had completely lifted. She'd lost that dark energy that was in her head. She'd lost that heavy cloud that was over all the time. And now she she's back, back to being more herself again. She's back to being, enjoying her life more. And she ultimately doesn't want to... Um, uh, to kill herself anymore she didn't want to kill herself in that way but she thought when she got to a certain age she'd be out of here and she's not she's not looking to do that anymore uh, so so right. this process works very well you just need to understand what you need to do yeah so i was just going to say so obviously when obviously you know we covered it in i was obviously in a really really bad place but after having done uh the, the treatment with yourself yeah. Um, like I said, I pretty much was isolated for nearly two years. I was stuck in this, I want to say stuck in this house, but I chose to stay in this house to learn, to try and resolve it and learn about it and all the rest of it. But having worked with it, it was very, I actually, for me, considering how how bad it was, mm. um, I found that very, very quickly, um, once the, the the specific elements were switched off, I was out, get out. I didn't want to no longer stay in anymore. I felt the urge to go out and start reconnecting yeah. with people and being out there. And it actually felt... Where before it felt wrong to go out, now it felt wrong to stay in. Yeah, <laughs> you know. So I just wanted to expand on that. No, so that's good because what a lot of people are told with depression is take take yourself out. You're told well, go out, do more things. You know, start doing things, and that will help with depression. Yeah, and that's very difficult when you have depression. I know because, as Steve said, when you have depression, you just want to stay in. You don't want to see people. You don't want to interact. You just want to be on your own. And uh, trying to force yourself out 
some people can do that and they kind of feel better but then they go back home and they feel crap again or they'll see someone that triggers them and it it, it reminds them again whereas if you clear it if you switch it off uh, then you naturally want to start going out you naturally want to start meeting new people you just start doing it yeah Yeah, there's no thought involved you just do it you just just wake up one day and go you know what I want to go out today and you do go out today and and it flows and it works and gradually as you switch more and more off you start naturally putting yourself into life again rather than removing yourself from life. So that's what I want people to do. I want people to have that experience and do it naturally without all the effort and the hard work of what they tell you to do it right now because the way they teach you to cope and manage with depression is very hard work. It's a slog. It's an uphill struggle. And that's often why people go backwards because they're trying to cope and do the things they know they should do but emotionally feel well, they can't that do Well, it's being strong, using energy and willpower to compensate it. And we know that you can only be strong for so long. And then you, you said something to me a little while ago about, um, which, I, which I totally uh, agree with, is that you're, being strong means that you'll be strong for a certain amount of time, but it takes energy and willpower. And then sooner or later, the strength will dissipate. And yes. then what will happen is you'll have that massive collapse. Yeah. Now, I'd imagine that with, specifically with depression, if you're do, using that technique... When you do have that crash, that can be very close to the limit where you can actually probably get to the point where you think, you know what, I can't do this anymore. It's a, it will sort of have a double impact of your depression. Well, the more you keep trying that, the more and the more crashes you have, <coughs> the more you feel like giving up. Yes, the more hopeless it feels. Yeah, that's where I got because to. you keep trying, 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 yeah. and you go backwards, backwards, backwards. Try and try and try, and the more you keep going backwards, you feel like life's against you, like God's against you, yeah. like you're not meant to have this, not meant to have that. Yes, and you feel like there's no point. Yeah. And that's part of the problem with trying to live with it. Whereas if you just follow this little bit of advice we're going to give you, find someone to help you with it, you can switch it off. Um, but yes, that is a big problem. And you kind of lose hope. Yeah. Um, but we don't want that. We want you to know there is hope. You can solve it. Yeah. Um, and no, it won't go away in five seconds, but within a few months, uh, then you will start feeling better. And once you're feeling better, you know you keep going till it heals. Yeah, I mean, what I'll say is through doing using the DTO process and actually visiting, once we, we'll cover this in a minute about what it is and how it happens, but when you actually become aware of what they are and you actually start visiting those, you yeah. actually will start getting instant relief from it. Because you, yes. because as soon as you switch that, you know, let's say there might be five episodes or five things that do cause the depression, which we'll go into, but let's say, but once you actually start removing the, the uh, emotional responses or the the guilts and shames around what that is you will instantly start lifting so even after the very very first session of DTO you will be moving out of it and I noticed that straight away um, and yeah. you know that's that's why you know it's so effective and why I'm a, you know a practitioner of it and I use it every day because it, I mean the DTO system doesn't just do depression it does everything else but especially with depression is that you most people will want some instant relief and you won't get completely healed but you will get instant relief from it even after just the very first session of it it will lift it it will lift it it will lift it it's just like a gradual process until you realise hang on you'll just wake up one day like I did and think hang on a minute it's I'm not depressed I'm not anymore. Depressed anymore. What's going on? Wow, yeah. I feel quite happy, and and it won't be like uh, it won't be. Oh my god, I feel amazing and happy. Yeah, you'll go back to being just kind of content and just yeah. generally happy. Yeah, uh, you will just just be kind of you in the environment. You won't you won't have that excitement or happy. You won't have that depression. You'll just be you because that happiness sometimes that 
that where you get oh I really joyful that can sometimes be fake yes. Um, yes. It, you can get excited by things but that ex- the excitement doesn't last it's not you really want that just contentment yeah. centred balanced state yeah. where, where you, that you live kind of every day uh, and then you find you're just living life and you're just generally enjoying life and smiling at the sunshine and yeah. and things will work. So how, how do we accomplish that? So what I'm going to say to you right now, put aside everything you think you know, put aside everything you think you've been taught because whenever I get someone in my client, the first thing I say to them is I'm going to tell you the complete opposite of everything you've been taught. But if you want to solve the problem, you've got to do the opposite of what you've been taught because what you're doing is not working for you. And Einstein's definition of insanity was doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. This is the problem I have with the mental awareness stuff today. They're getting you to talk about it more, which is great, but they're still using the same thing to try and change it. And they're not giving you a solution. And not giving you a solution to it. You want a solution. Talking about it's great. Make people aware of it, but let's solve it. Let's not just maintain it. Let's solve it. And if we solved it, no one would have to talk about it. And no one would talk about it. It'd be fine. (laughs) So what do we do? So there's two parts of solving. First is an actual understanding of why depression is there an actual specific targeted reason why depression is there once you know that once you understand that it will clear the fog because at the moment when people try and solve depression they go into their brains they think is it this is that is that and they go round and round in circles you go and see a therapist a counselor psychologist and they'll go it might be this might be that might be this might be childhood might and you go around in circles no it's something very specific it's going to be very specific types of shocks so depression is caused by something specific, a specific type of shock. Once you know the specific types of shocks, you then need a technique to switch that off, to change how you feel about the shock. Not talk about how you feel, not keep reliving it over and over again, but actually change how you feel. So that's the second part, a way to change it. But the first part is the actual understanding. So what is the understanding? Very, very simple. Depression is caused by moments of shock, a moment that is unexpected, dramatic, isolating with no coping strategy. And a specific type of shock is a territorial issue, something to do with your territory. And there are five territory issues that will be that will affect depression. There is a territory anger issue. So someone has come into your territory and it's made you angry or uh, your your someone's come into your territory and threatened your territory so it's either left you angry or frightened for your territory or you've had a territory loss so you've lost someone someone has left you've lost a partner uh, because they've divorced you or left you or they've passed away or you've lost your job or your children in my or case. your children yeah, yeah in, in steve's case tragically yeah you, i lost you, my business my lost, children my yeah, car, oh my, lost, all of them lost so everything why, so yeah. that's why a lot of steve's Depression was caused by the territory loss. Something in his territory, he it, it got all got taken away. So when I say territory, what I mean is your territory is what you perceive as yours. Your territory is your space around you. So for men, the most the four territories for men are their work, their home, the four walls, their partner, and their kids. And then a man might have specific territory. So if he plays golf, it might be the club he goes to might be his territory. Or it might be his car. Or it might be his shed, his garage where he works. Those are specific to each individual. But most men's territory are work, home, partner and children. For women, territory... If we say say territory, we say social for women because women are more social creatures. And it can be more places. So it's not just home, work, 
partner and kids, but it can be family, it can be shopping, it can be different things through their territory. It can also be your own identity, your body is your territory. So if someone invades your territory, that's another, because you can't mark your boundaries. Right. So the five conflicts are a territory anger issue, where you come, someone's come into your territory and made you angry, uh, a territory loss, where you've lost something, a territory fear, where someone's come into your territory and you're frightened in your territory, a territory um, marking issue, where you can't mark your boundaries, so someone's invaded your space, and a territory issue that you can't accept or digest. So something's happened and you cannot swallow it. You cannot believe it happened. Um, so typical examples of this so if we take a territory anger issue for instance if you have a shock if, especially if you're a man uh, usually it's fear for a woman but it's ma- anger for a man I'm not being sexist that's the energy feminine energy is more is is runs in the, with territory issue it runs with a fear and with a man it comes as anger um, so if a man has a territory issue and it, it made him angry at the time it can then alter his personality. So then what will happen is he may start drinking more. Um, he may start being more angry around people. He may get angry at himself for doing stupid things like dropping keys. I used to do that. I used to get really angry if someone dropped my keys. And I would shout at the keys, bloody keys, why did you do that? Yeah. I'm the one who dropped them. I mean, uh, the, keys, <laughs> yeah, the keys did nothing. I mean, I would get angry at people and frustrated with them because I'd had something in my territory that made me angry. Now, I wasn't consciously aware of that. And as I talk about these territories, you may be constantly aware of what they are. Oh, you may not. That's that's not relevant. If you are, great. But it's up to the therapist to find these for you. So uh, if, if if a man has a shock that hits you in your territory and makes you angry, it can cause you to get angry at stupid little things. It can cause you to get angry at specific types of people. It can cause all very extreme be angry at the world. You can be angry at the world and God and Steve, you were kind of there as well. No, I wasn't. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, <laughs> not at all. Are you disagree with me? That yeah. makes me angry. No, no I was angry at um, everything, everyone. Everyone, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I had a slightly minor version of that. I was angry at some people, but not everybody. Um, and I always get angry at stupid things. But it can also go to extreme where it causes you to drink or it causes you to... Which um, I did, or take lots of which drugs. Which you did, or, or take I mean, lots of drugs. Yeah, and gamble, and, or, or smoke or, too much, or whatever it is. It would yeah. lead to a self-destructive behavior. So it leads to some kind of addiction. Um, uh, and then if you have a territory loss, well, a territory loss, depending on the type of loss, whether it's someone left or you pass, someone's passed away, uh, well, that can cause you to push people away. It can cause you to feel more isolated, not want to be around people, or it can, it can make you angry again or, or, or yeah. frightened to actually love someone again or frightened to, to actually get involved into a connection again and connect with people. So it can alter your personality when you have these types of shocks. And depending on the type of shock you have depends on how it alters your personality. And you may not realise your personality is altered. People may come to you and go, oh, you're you're this and that. You go, no, I'm not, and you'll disagree with them. Uh, Deep down, you know you are. Yeah, I mean, specifically, yeah, I mean, what I was going to say is specifically as well, which, for example, you might have somebody coming to start work in an office that you're working with. A new person might start who comes in who's got quite a strong character and he's now starting to sort of dominate or be, or puts you under threat for your position or you perceive to be. Now, all of a sudden, that's your 
territory issue. It's that's a territory, right. territorial yes. thing. So you might actually get depressed because somebody that's coming to your workplace that might be threatening your position or that's being right. more powerful for you or whatever, and you won't even be aware of it, but that can trigger to, to the... Because they're invading your space or they're threatening space. taking something away from you. That's yeah. right. And that's the second part of it, as, as Steve said, it can trigger you. And the second part is the trigger. So the shock... Of, so you may have lost a girlfriend or a partner, a, a, a boyfriend, many years ago, and that may have happened 20 years ago. But later on, now, it's being triggered by something. It's being triggered by when you meet someone that you like or... Or they, a, might, they a, might have similar eyes or a similar physique or a similar yeah. voice or something. Or, or, yeah, a similar body posture. Yeah. Uh, they may have the same haircut or uh, maybe you're still wearing a piece of jewellery from years ago and you don't realise it that that person gave you and every time you put it on, it triggers you. A lot of triggers are very unconscious. We're not consciously aware of them, but they trigger the response in us. Yeah. Again, and the TV's great for that. A t- oh, TV is the worst sorry. one. TV, yeah. because it triggers so many responses in us and it's designed to do that, especially shows. Yeah. But talk shows and everything these days are designed to do as well. But it can trigger the response in you. I mean, I used to have a, I, I used to have a lost conflict, and any time I'd watch a TV program where somebody lost somebody, I would be blubbering, uh, yeah. I'd be a complete mess. Mm. It actually doesn't affect me now. When I see it, I go, oh, I used to cry at that. Yeah, yeah. And like, it kind <laughs> yes, of makes sorry. me smile. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, although I did cry in Avengers Endgame. That was very tragic. Um, <laughs> But, um, but, but, but I see that's funny because I didn't. Everyone did. You see, you didn't. No, I oh, you didn't. didn't. I didn't. I didn't. didn't. I thought you were to every. Yeah, I mean, we just. I know we seem a bit more serious now, but no, no but, I didn't. No, I didn't. I didn't cry. So it didn't trigger you. That, no, it didn't trigger you at all. Um, but it, things, movies, and TV shows are designed to trigger us, but they shouldn't trigger us to a very severe emotional response. Um, so. The second part I learned was not just finding the shock, but then finding what triggers the shock. Because sometimes you'll clear the shock, uh, but you're still being triggered by it because there's an element that's left. Yeah. So the first thing is you need to find the territorial shocks that have been that have happened. So again, territory anger or territory fear, territory loss, territory invasion of your boundaries, and a territory issue you can't digest. Once you know which one those are, or a combination, if it's a combination, that's when depression gets very severe. If it's a combination of those things, you then can find what's triggering them in your environment. Something around you is triggering them. So the best example I can give you is a loss. So I treated a lady a couple of years ago now. She'd lost her partner two years before, and she still couldn't get over it. She was still depressed, um, and she wasn't motivated. She was getting up, going to work, but she didn't want to go on holiday. She didn't want to meet anyone new. She didn't, and, and her daughter was worried about it. Her daughter referred her to me. And lovely, lovely lady. But some of her triggers were seeing their picture on the mantelpiece. She'd actually had to hide that away. Um, some of the triggers was the, the dog that she had that she bought with her partner. Uh, some of the triggers were his own personal possessions. And these were all around the house. Now, you don't have to get rid of these things. Uh, you can actually switch off with the DTO system. You can actually switch off the triggers, which is great um, because I've never really in the past had a good way to switch triggers off. This uh, DTO allows us to do that. So not only is it important to clear the, the territory shock or shocks, it's also important to find the triggers and clear the triggers. Yeah. Once you do that, depression will obviously lift and go away and as long as you get all of it and you deal with all of it in the sessions it it won't come back again because you've dealt with the root cause of it the reason depression keeps coming back is because it keeps getting triggered so you'll deal with one thing it gets triggered comes back again deal with another thing gets triggered comes back again um 
Yeah. I did have a client a couple of years. Sorry, Steve. No, no, I was just going to say, but the, the thing is, I mean, I know, know that probably people that are listening here um, uh, will also there may be a stumbling black or uh, black a stumbling block on stumbling that. black oh. yeah stumbling black um it was uh, because um in most cases especially in that specific area is people will feel the guilty not to let it go they'll feel yes. guilty for being okay with losing a loved one they feel like they have to continually in- feel bad and sad and sorrowful about that because they feel guilty that well if i feel okay that it, it didn't mean I, it it didn't mean I loved, loved him or yeah, I didn't mean I right. cared about him so they'll feel yeah. very guilty and they'll feel ashamed of that and yes. so that fundamentally uh, will keep people and can keep people trapped in, in, in depression with a territory loss that's the case yeah, territory yes. loss the guilt and guilt. shame can stop you from wanting to let go of that loss yeah. in case you think you're a yeah. bad person or it means you didn't love them yeah. it's not what it means at all yeah. but that's what it but that's where you think that can drive you a little bit crazy because in your mind you don't want to feel like it no you go right. I don't want to feel this depression I don't want to feel this depression anymore but actually then when it comes to resolving it or wanting to do something about it you go well I don't really want to get rid of it because what about poor Ernie I don't want to be happy and joyful and getting no. on my life again because yeah. of the guilt of of that that's so right. that's you get back in this and you can get caught up very so I actually have a, badly uh, in a loop I have a very uh, sto- a story that was a, a very quick uh, release for someone but it's just that and it was basically so depression can be triggered by even small losses and this uh, my old next door neighbour that I used to live next to she had to well obviously she's makes me a neighbour um, uh, she um, <laughs> so she actually had to give her dog away the dog didn't pass away but the, the dog they brought did not get on with the men in her family and she had to give it away to somebody else and they tried for quite a while but it just didn't work so she eventually resigned herself to giving the dog away when she did she was devastated she was depressed she didn't want to get another dog she didn't want to go out she didn't want to do this and 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 she was not depressed depressed but she was down okay it didn't create a big depression it created a minor depression and uh, i kept bumping into her up the field she had another dog <laughs> uh, that she walked and i was walking the dog of my dog as well and for three times i bumped into her and i never ever bumped into this lady walking up the field uh, i don't believe in coincidences this is the universe kind of you know, yeah, collaborating. Me, collaborating to bring me to her. And for the first two or three times, she would tell me the story every time. And I don't, when I meet people on the street, I don't go, oh, yes, I can help you, blah, 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 because that's, I just wait for people to come to me. That's not the way that works. When I do that, people kind of get scared. So I don't do that anymore. Uh, but but um, in this particular instance, I met her three times. Every time she would tell me this story, so she was not being able to let it go. Yeah. And on the fourth time I met her, I just said to her, that would you like to be able to let this go if you could? And she said, yes. So in the field that day, I spent five minutes. It took me five minutes. Now, yes, it was a minor conflict, but she'd been struggling with it for quite a few weeks. She couldn't get over it. And all it boiled down to was the guilt for letting the dog go. That was it. She felt guilty that she had to let the dog go. And she couldn't bring herself to call the other guy who she'd given the dog to to find out how it was. Couldn't bring herself to get another dog as a mate for her her dog she's already got. She just felt so guilty. And it took me five minutes to release that. And as soon as I released that, her mood completely changed. The low mood lifted. She went home that day. She called the new owner and the dog was absolutely fine, loving where he he now lived. And within a week or so, she'd gone and got another dog. No, it's a similar. And yeah, everything was fine. Yeah, she I mean, was okay. I, I had a. Dad, we were talking about this earlier about the. There's a, a young girl that came to see me. Yes. 
you know, the, uh, and she uh, she was in a she was in quite a bad place. She was suffering from depression. She had anxiety. She wouldn't leave the home. She hadn't worked for two years, and uh, she was scared of the dark and etc. And she was, but she was in that in that place. And basically, when I then found out what the what it was, what actually was going on, it was just sort of something to do with her parents. Once I removed the uh, the emotional response to that and the trigger and the guilt and shame from that, yeah. literally, literally the next day she texted me and said, "I'm back at work. Um, I'm, I've decided not to take my medication. I don't need it. Wow. And uh, and I'm and uh, and I'm done. I think she said I'm doing overtime and and, and um, which means I've got to walk home in the dark. And so just in that one thing, that whole lot changed. And her in depression, one depression, listening one one treatment. Wow. Now that's amazing. That, now that, that is amazing. Uh, now, now it just goes to show that. The power, the, yeah, absolutely. Of what, of what can be done, and the tragedy is so many absolutely. people live with it. And yeah. how long did she have that for? Uh, two and a half years. Two and a half years of that, and it lifted really quickly. Yeah, and she's still mm-hmm. having sessions and clearing other things. Yeah, I mean, I've but got, it's like I've got a different person. Got different person. Got, yeah, I mean, she's just a she's a souped dynamo. I mean, yeah. unbelievable. She's 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 blown me away in just four sessions where she's where she was when she turned up. Yeah, you know, this grey, timid, really shy. Down, shoulders slumping forward, feeling sorry for herself. Blah. Now, oh my God, she's like, she's a power. She's, she's, she's since then, she's also just got a brand new job. Wow. So she's she's flying. I mean, she's she's a powerhouse, and she's going to go a long way, this girl. But so but that that's the power of, of doing it this way and finding the territory shocks and finding the triggers when you do that and you use a technique to switch it off. Not only does the depression lift. But your life changes. Yeah. You 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 make more money. You get a better jobs. You develop better relationships. Yeah. Your relationships you already have improved. The relationship with yourself improves. Everything improves around you, and uh, you naturally attract and gravitate to positive things in your life. When you're feeling depressed and low, you naturally gravitate to shit in your life. Yeah. Crap. Yeah. Bad people. Not bad people. Negative people. People who aren't happy well, themselves. Bad for you. Bad, they're bad for you. Yeah. They're not good for who you are. And they're not being who they are either. But you naturally gravitate with the people who yeah. match your energy. Yeah. Well, like so, attracts like. Yeah. So exactly. Like attracts like. So you don't want that really. You want to keep. So you want to lift that so you can attract happy, positive people to you. And improve your life. Like Steve said, this this young girl, her life's improved. I've treated many people where their life has just dramatically improved. Well, mine, for example. <laughs> Steve, for example, you know, I no, Steve. I can vouch for that. And when I met him, you know, he had been lifted by another program he did, by Reboot. Yeah. But he was still had all this trauma running and he was stuck and he wasn't making any money. And he was, yeah, was still in- angry at people. And, 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 and within a few short weeks, all of that lifted. And he's now. I've not looked back, mate. I mean, yeah, he's not looking back. He's just formed on such shifting a... forwards. He's just. I mean, he's amazing to, to witness, and I love seeing that. And it's what happened with me as well. So, so to solve it, you just need to do those two main things. You need to identify the five territory areas. It won't always be all five. In fact, it might be only one, but sometimes it'd be a combination. If it's very severe, deep depression, it may be all five. But if it's only a minor, low depression, there's probably one or two of them or just one. Then we need to isolate the triggers and what triggers that response. And the final thing is the main... So the the shocks, those are territorial issues. Those are what we call a biological response. That's your biology responding to a shock in your environment. But there is one emotional response that actually causes depression to get worse or stick around. And that response is an alone feeling. Yeah. 
Now, the reason it can be made worse, certainly in men, is because when a man tries to go into his head to analyse what's going on, he goes inside his head, and because a man doesn't believe anyone can help or understand, he now feels alone. So women are quite happy to talk, so they don't feel as alone. But the reason the mental awareness out there right now is so big, they're trying to get men to talk, but actually... Talking is not the problem. It's the alone feeling is the problem. Yeah. They feel alone because they don't think anyone understands. That's why they don't talk. Men don't talk because they don't think anyone can help because they know talking about it won't change it. And they're right. Talking about it will not change it. You need something to switch it off. Yes. Talking about it will make you feel lighter for a minute. Talking about it will make you recognise that, oh, actually, other people have got it. And in... In 5% of people, talking about it may lift it and get rid of it. And if you have surrounded by it and they got rid of it, great. But in the people that me and Steve see, yeah. they've done the talking. We've done the talking. It didn't work. Every, we still went away yeah, and felt crap. That, yeah, everybody I know that talks about it will basically just talk about it. And and in some in some times, because you're talking about it, it can trigger you into your depression. It can trigger you back state, further. You're, you're recalling the memories and the yeah. things that, that actually created it in the first place. That's right. And that can trigger you. And it's the trigger that's the problem. So in some cases, yes, it works. But it's important to understand why it works in some cases. And the reason is because it's not triggering them back to it it's yeah. allowing them to release it but mm, the majority of people I see they've done Steve said we both see people they've tried it and it's just re-triggering them again and the trigger is the problem so you need to switch the trigger off so no the reason men don't want to do it is because they know the talking about it won't do it but you don't need to talk about it the answer to switch it off is not a talk therapy the answer to switch it off is not discussing it or talking with your friends because you're having an emotional response you're having a biological response and talking about that is logic. It won't change the biological response. So the first thing to do is find the five the, the territory shock you've had. Find the triggers. I don't expect you to find your own triggers, by the way. You may be able to work out what the territory shock is, but you don't have to. I'm telling you what I'm suggesting what you need to do or what we would do. Finding your own triggers is more complicated. You need an expert to find your triggers. Uh, because you you don't know it can get very complicated. Triggers can be very, very subtle. Once you've found that, and you found the alone response, because I said alone, once a man goes into his head, he feels oh, even more alone. as well, I mean, as well. Women, women. no, women do it as well, yeah. but because women are a bit more inclined to talk to their friends, they feel less alone. I've, yeah. I've often found that men feel so alone because no one's going to understand them, they think they're crazy themselves, and so they go inside their head trying to solve it, and they feel more alone. Yeah, and the, and the problem is they're trying to understand what's causing it, and, they, and they're yeah. trying to solve it themselves. Yeah. And they think, if I understand what caused it... Then the problem goes away. And yeah. this is the biggest, 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 biggest mistake Myth. that all people with sort of anxiety and depression or anything like that does. They try and understand it. And yeah. they think that when they understand it, the problem will go away and it doesn't. So they, they will feel alone on the basis that yeah. they're, they're trying to solve it themselves as yeah. well. No, you're right. It, understanding is the worst thing you can do. It won't help you. And you're often understanding it from the wrong perception anyway. If you understand it from the way we're talking about it, you'll start to see and it will lift slightly, but you still need it cleared. You still need it switched off. Yeah. Understanding alone will not do it. But if you understand it like this from the five territory shocks and the triggers, you'll start to see the truth. You're unconscious. Like, oh, my God. Well, that's why. Yeah. But you still need it switched off because it can still be triggered. So no, understanding it won't help you. 
But the alone feeling can kick in if you try and resolve it yourself. If you go into your head, it makes it worse. And if you feel like you're the, no one's going to understand you, you'll feel alone. Or if you feel like no one can help, you'll feel alone. Or if you think you're going mad, you're going to feel mad or alone. crazy, you'll yeah. feel alone. There are lots of reasons. I have one lady right now, and her depression is so severe that it is basically she's felt alone her whole life from her childhood right away through. And they've been all territory issues. They've been territory losses. That are not losses as in deaths, but losses as in friends. Mm-hmm. And she felt like she lost connection with her parents. And loads of things happened where she lost these things, uh, but ultimately it left her feeling alone. Yeah, the, the um, other thing as well, is that, which I can resonate to, because we were talking about this just a minute ago with myself. Yeah. But um, what happens, what you find is when you're in, in that energetic state, uh, what will happen is if you don't, if you don't resolve the conflicts or the, or the depression or the thing that's causing it you just keep recreating it later on in life over and over and over and over and over again and these patterns will form where the same thing keeps happening to you over and over and over again now you're going to turn around and start thinking that God hates you or you're unlucky or you're unfortunate and it's always happening to me and and that And but basically what's happening is you're energetically recreating it because that's where you're at and so like attracts like and so you'll just keep recreating similar similar circumstances over and over again which I did for many many years until I was able to identify that and switch them all off and now obviously I don't have any of them <laughs> so you know there's uh, there's hope for, for everyone out there and so, so what's the solution to the people so we know what there is the solution is obviously to do see now what it is you now now you know the, the, the two main things it is you need to, a way to change that to switch it off now there are many techniques out there to do that there are many great techniques that I learnt um, but the technique that I created and I now do with Steve, and me and Steve do, is the DTO system. The reason the DTO system is different from other things, it's not an energy technique, so you don't have to learn anything. It's, uh, not, a, it's, it's not really a, a, a manage or coping It's not a manage or coping strategy. It will get rid of it and switch it off completely. And it looks at the belief systems in a very different way. It switches off guilt and shames, switch off the alone feeling, and can switch off and find the triggers and switch the triggers off. And we can show you how to switch your own triggers off and give you that to do in your own time. So you are taking back control of your own life. You are healing your own life and changing your own triggers. Um, so the DTO system is a very, very powerful way to change how you think and feel about those territorial issues yeah. and to bring you back to being you. It takes you back to being who you really are. Yeah, I mean, for some, for me, it virtually happened, in, it, and it does happen instantly. Once you switch the trigger or a, or, a, or a switch the guilt off, you, it happens, that does happen pretty much instantly, I mean, in most cases. In a I mean, lot of cases, few, it will do. It's a very, very small percentage that it doesn't, but what I mean is is that well, there's a whole load of things that make, up, that make it up, doesn't it? But you will identify that once you're doing that, you will instantly find that being resolved. There are a few things that make it. I mean, you've got the, you've got the territory shocks, you've got the the triggers, and you've got the alone response, and those are the main things. Uh, there, I treat a lot of complicated people, so I treat a lot of people who have uh, are more complex than the average person, and they've got a lot of issues running. They've got a lot of things running that they've never been able to deal with. They've tried all the counselling and all the yeah. other things, and it hasn't worked. They may have even tried the other energy techniques, and it hasn't worked. Um, and I I work with those people. Those people take longer. So as I said earlier on, sixty percent of people I treat they get better within one to two months. Forty uh, percent, another thirty percent take you know four, five, six months. And there's a small percentage that take longer because they're very, very stuck because of way they've perceived it. So often the perception of all these things, which is the root problem, the perceptions of all these territorial shocks, the perception of the triggers is we are taking it personally. We are making it mean something about us. 
and the DTO system is good at getting what it means to about us and switching that off. Once we can do that, once we stop making it mean something about us, the problem goes away. But some people have that lot. So the more you have, the more territory shocks you have, the more triggers you have, the longer it takes. But it can still be switched off. It can still be changed and you can still heal. Whether it takes you two months or six months or a year, that's better than spending your whole life the next 30 or 40 years well, of your life. life. And it's not it's not a life. <laughs> so what do you want to do? Do you, do you want to do you want to sit there and go, well, it's gonna take me six months, I'm not gonna bother, and spend the rest of your life suffering? Or do you want to spend six months focused on you, heal it, and get your life back? Yeah. Now I tried for years to solve my depression and I tried lots of things, and it wasn't until I found DTO, it answered a few things that were missing for me. It answered it gave me the pieces that weren't being resolved in other areas to solve it for me. Yeah. Uh, like the what does it mean to me and about me. It helped me find what it means to me. It helped me realise about that you have to find the specific triggers and switch those off. Uh, it helped me realise multiple things that I wasn't being taught and that allowed me to switch it off finally. And it allowed me to find one other thing, which I'm hearing being spoken about a lot at the moment, but with very, very deep depression, if you really want to heal a trauma specifically very thoroughly... You have to get to a place of forgiveness. This is one of the last pieces that has really worked for me that I do a lot with other people now. If there's a trauma running and you've tried other things to clear it, it hasn't fully cleared, that's because you haven't come to a place of forgiveness. Forgiveness in my world is not the same as other people's worlds. So people go, yeah, no, I've forgiven that now, and they move on, but they actually haven't. There's still some energy running. So if you think you've forgiven someone, but there's still anger there or there's still resentment or there's still a thought that says yeah well it just sort of happened and i'm okay that's actually not good that's still running that 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 thought may sound okay in your brain oh well yeah it's okay it happened it's okay but it's still in your head you're still going well it's okay i'm all right no that that belief is actually it's very low level belief but it's still running a little bit even positive beliefs about the situation can actually be negative because you're still thinking about the situation, you're just thinking about it positively. Yeah. Mm, no. It's a bit like a reframe, isn't it? It's a reframe. Yeah. You and shouldn't they do really. Not work. No, reframes don't work. Uh, no, sometimes reframes work. They do work very well in some techniques. Yeah. Uh, uh, but if they're not work, most reframes are, are false and you're trying to. Yeah to be something you're not. Yeah, that's, so if you're trying I, that's to be, where I was coming from. That's where you're coming from, yes. clarified that, cause, but yeah, for me, they, didn't, they don't work. No, they, if you're trying to be... So, so if you're trying to be strong but you feel weak, it won't work. You're trying to be strong because you feel weak, so you're trying to reframe, no, it's okay, I'm strong, I can do it. And then you do that for a few months and you go back to being weak again and you yeah. try and reframe it again. Yeah. That You need to switch that off and come back to being you. But uh, if, if you really are struggling, you tried lots of things and the trauma's not clearing, then, then there's a forgiveness process within the DTO system that brings you to a place of complete forgiveness where you either just feel a cool breeze when you think of that scenario, and there's no negative or positive thought process, there's just nothing there, and you just smile for no reason. Yeah, I mean, I've got, well, the one, one thing I get really is that I don't really think about it anymore. No, it shouldn't go through your head. It doesn't really. There's no problem. No. It's in the past. Whatever's happened is in the past, and the future is irrelevant, uh, so DTO just kind of brings you to a place of presence. Yeah. You shouldn't actually be thinking about your past. And I've heard lots of gurus and spiritual people talk about that, and, and they they kind of fell into that at some point, and I was wondering how to get to that place. And you can do that with DTO, where you no longer just think about the problem. So even if you feel that you've healed it, but you're still thinking about it, even kind of in a positive way, 
you're still thinking about it and it's still running on some level. Yeah. I know that might be brand new information for some of you, but I work with a lot of people who are very stuck and I find that to be the case in a lot of people and that's sometimes their missing piece to actually feeling completely at peace about the situation and completely happy. Yeah. So those are the actual steps. So very quickly, you find one or combination of those five territorial shocks. You find the triggers that are triggering those territorial shocks. You find the alone feeling underneath those and or the lack of forgiveness and once you do that within a few months one to two months four to six months your depression will lift it will vanish and very often in a lot of people as steve said you get an instant result but if you're very very stuck it can still happen i was one of those stuck people steve was one of those stuck people and it can still lift it can still be changed you just need to follow that process. Obviously, we can't do that process with you through this mic. Yes. But we can say, if you do that, if you find someone who's a, who knows the, all, all the information, knows how to find the five territory issues, know how to find the clearer the triggers, then then you can get better. Um, but if you do want help, then you can contact me and Steve. Yeah. Yeah. So I was just going to say. I mean. So now. I mean. So now it's a choice, really. You actually now there is a solution to it. There is a solution. So I actually, promise that's a solution. And it's a choice now. So you have a choice now whether you want to live with it, cope with it, manage with it, or actually get rid of it and solve it and yeah. start living your life from a better place. So like as Jonathan said, um, you can obviously uh, get in contact with us. Uh, you can email us at insideouteffect at gmail.com where we'll obviously read your email in confidence and either myself or Jonathan will get back to you with some advice or whether or how you can get in contact with us. Um, you can visit myself on uh, Healing the Mind. I'm Steve, uh, healingthemind.co.uk or you can visit Jonathan's website which is decodingpain.com uh, and there's a lot of information on there with regards to pain as well as uh, depression and anxiety and the other um, uh, areas that uh, Jonathan deals with. And so um, um, based on that, well, I think we're going to probably finish off for today. It's been really, really great. I hope you, you guys have taken a lot from it and that you realise that there is a solution uh, to your depression. Um, next uh, episode, uh, episode five, I think we're going to do stress, aren't we? We yeah, were going to do stress. fight and flight, but I think actually... Well, stress is fight and flight, really. So the combination of fight and flight, what, what fight and flight is, how yeah. it becomes stress, how it affects us, how stress affects us, why it affects us. Misunderstanding of stress. And the misunderstanding. Well, it's very misunderstood, very much like depression, anxiety. It's very misunderstood what stress is and how it gets triggered. And if we can clear that up, then we could resolve stress quite easily as well. Yeah. So I also think as well, a little shameless plug here, I think we're going to be setting up the Inside Out uh, initiative uh, where we can uh, be looking at maybe uh, working with uh, uh, corporations and businesses to uh, help in the workplace. But that's something we'll keep you posted when that's happening. So a little bit of information, a little bit of a, a plug there. So, um, yeah, so I think we'll probably wrap up for today. So uh, we want to thank all the listeners for listening and joining us. And, uh, yeah. and we do really hope that, uh, that this now gives you a ray of hope, really, to solve your problem. Yeah, that's all we're trying to do is give you hope. Often the first thing I give people is hope. By sharing this this new information, by sharing this new understanding, um, then it gives people hope. It gives people an answer. And once you have hope, once you have an, another idea, you can then set about solving. That's all we really want to do is give you hope and show that you can get rid of it. Uh, me and Steve did it in ourselves. We've done it in other people. It's totally possible but it starts with that hope, knowing that it's possible, knowing you don't have to live with it. And it's also you taking the first step to loving yourself or caring enough about yourself to yes. actually to want to to actually live a life without it yes. and start living a more fulfilled life. Because you know, regardless of where we are 
Um, it does have a massive impact on the people around us, whether it's family, whether it's relationships, whether it's your children, whether it's your work colleagues or your friends. It does have an impact on them. So, um, you know, so it, just take the first step and, and you know, start uh, taking steps to live a life without it that's probably the best advice I can give yeah um, so anyway we thank you again I've said it for about the third time now but we thank you again for uh, for joining us and so um, we will look forward to uh, catching up with you in the next episode of the Inside Out Effect so uh, from me Stephen it's good night from him and from you Jonathan and it's good night from me <laughs> goodbye <laughs> <laughs>